This is Steph Johnson. She's an award-winning singer, guitarist, recording artist, uh, performer. Um, she's an activist. She is, uh, speaking of award-winning, she has won the San Diego Magazine Songwriter Award, San Diego Music Award for Best Jazz Album, San Diego City Beats Person of the Year, and 2020 Woman of the Year um, by San Diego Assemblymember Todd Gloria. And uh, she's recently been very, very busy um, with social activism. She is the co-founder and executive director and music director of Voices of Our City Choir, whose members are experiencing homelessness. And um, the choir, it's a nonprofit that provides community and case management and has helped find housing for 50 of its 250 members. They've been the focus of a documentary on PBS called The Homeless Chorus Speaks. And they were recently featured on America's Got Talent where they received the golden buzzer. That means you're given a straight pass to the live shows. And it was incredibly epic. We'll talk about that for sure. Yes. She's just released a brand new album that I've been listening to all day and it's amazing. So we'll talk about that for sure. There's so many things to talk about. So please There's so welcome. many things. Yes. This is Steph Johnson. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much. This yeah. is so cool. I'm so excited to be in the box, in the two boxes with you right now talking because I've been watching your interviews with different singers and I just think it's great. I think it's so cool that we can all talk about what we're doing, how we're doing it, how the time can be creative, how the time can be stressful and how we get yeah. through it all. Yeah, together. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, I'm so grateful that you took the time to do this because I know you have quite a lot going on in your life. <laughs> what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about your new album? You want to talk about the choir? What do you think? You uh, well, we can talk about the choir because <clears throat> I just did a bunch of phone calls today with America's Got Talent. So yeah. of course, with the, the pandemic means that, you know, we don't have gigs, right? And we can't right. get together to sing, play music. But for choirs, it means something really uh, really serious like we might not be able to get together for a year or more right. so I can't talk about what the secret super super secret plan is mm -hmm. but it is totally epic and um, I'm really excited now um, I was kind of dreading all the phone calls like to figure out how we were going to basically you know still incorporate the choir you know we've moved all of our workshops online we do um, like a, a piano class songwriting um, guitar workshop, um, choir practice, a soul space class where I talk about meditation mm -hmm. and then um, another one, dance class. So I don't lead all of them. They're led by all of our awesome workshop leaders and stuff. Uh, it's a lot, it's a mouthful, but doing all that and working, I don't know about you, but it's like, well, for us, we're like working like 10 times harder during the pandemic. It's like, um, I'm grateful that I can work from home. That's not mm -hmm. the case for everybody. Um, but for our organization that surrounds people that are in crisis, when the crisis hit, we went into crisis mode. So uh, that has taken over like my whole brain, like everything. And then we just gotten the golden buzzer, you know, and then boom, we can't meet again. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a little different for our choir members who, you know, a lot have devices and Wi-Fi and they can access stuff, but a lot don't. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, Hey, log into the zoom link. It's like, we need to get a device, we need to get internet, and we need to get tech support. So mm. everything is like extra layers, if you could imagine, like to, to, to extend or offer something virtually. Yeah. So uh, teaching a song when we can't get together to sing and learn the way we, we normally learn is a challenge for me. Like I'm not a tech person, really. I mean, I'm like stoked I can like host a Zoom meeting now. I didn't, I wasn't able to do that before <laughs> this. <laughs> so um Today on the phone call, we, we went over wardrobe and we went over um, with the music producers. A lot of the music producers are in um, England and London and uh, they're all really cool. And uh, they're just put us at ease. You know, the, the whole show has really put us at ease because um, we have a nonprofit that we're running and it's a grassroots, not fully funded nonprofit. So, mm -hmm. you know, the music brought in all, all these people experiencing homelessness and people under the poverty line that live in the area who, um, you know, were drawn in and we do lots of concerts together normally. Um, but I don't know where I was going to go with that, but that, um, 
yeah, no, it's, I see my brain. So I do like two jobs. I'm like the executive director and the music director. So like I go back and forth with being like a music director and then like the executive director. So I was like, my brain was all thinking about like the budget for a second. Right. And then, but, but today I got to be like a music director for the most, of the, most part of the day. And it was really, really exciting. It's, it's super exciting to have this huge platform yeah. be behind the choir. Mm-hmm. I mean, that episode, the first episode of America's Got Talent, um, you know, NBC put us on the, the first episode. They wanted us to be on the first episode, which is like pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I think that first episode gets like 10 million views and then it, it gets streamed to multiple streaming platforms and stuff throughout the week. They've, sh- they've shown it again and again. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews has done all these shout outs. He was the one who gave us the golden buzzer. Um, Kelly Clark was like, they were on the Kelly Clarkson show, like People Magazine, like Access Hollywood. Like I was doing an interview with Patricia at Access Hollywood. It's like so bizarre. So um, I was playing music before I started the choir. I still play music, but I was playing music and had just put out an album um, with Kamau Kenyatta, a great producer. And I just got super interested in um, what was happening on my streets. And so I just... Um, I grew up poor. I moved around a lot. Um, I didn't realize that I also identified as being unsheltered myself because my home was always different. Mm-hmm. But um, my heart just, uh, I, I just can't imagine, right? Like not having um, a home and not having a privacy and safety, um, especially as a woman, yeah. um, you know, being, being kind of forced to, to live and be exposed. Mm-hmm. And then also to be seen as like a criminal and to be seen as like less than human, which is just, it just broke my heart. And, and I just always wanted people, you know, I have this like little secret power of just, I can really connect with people and hang out with people. And I just always wanted to connect and, and befriend people as, um, as equals, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we joined um, in music and I never, ever, ever would have thought you know, that what we started, you know, four years ago would have gone on this journey, like the documentary. Um, we started a shelter at one point. We've actually helped now over 60 people get off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have like the staff, there's like six of us or seven of us on the staff, uh, a full board. Uh, it's just bizarre. I mean, like I was, you know, yeah. so, so I, um, it's not bizarre. I guess that's not the way it's just like really, um, beyond just so beyond Mm -hmm. so uh for us to go and be on america's got talent and then to get that golden buzzer uh was totally surreal i mean it's just totally like beautiful and then to be experiencing the pandemic as this tighter team a tighter family we we got a lot of support people donated but it was really really amazing Mm-hmm. but um we can't perform and that was like a big chunk of our budget how we how we paid for our case manager was yeah. through our concerts <laughs> so uh it's just like this crazy period of adjustment and you know hoping that I, I wake up and I'm doing the right thing every day you know like yeah. I don't know you know one thing I do want to talk about is my morning routine I think everybody needs to be on the morning routine so we yeah, can talk I'd about that now it, I can <laughs> Well, and you've got kids, right? Yes. So like, that's so totally routine different. Routine is not kids, often in my vocabulary. You're like, I got to do my morning routine at like 11 p.m. tonight. You know, like you'll have to do it whenever you can do it. Exactly. <laughs> but I, if I don't wake up and do this, yeah. uh, I am just like a mess. So mm-hmm. I wake up every morning and I, um, I make my little coffee or my tea, whatever I'm going to have. And I um, get in a comfortable position and I meditate. Mm-hmm. and I'll find like a meditation online like a 10 minute like a short one about whatever I want to focus on you know mm-hmm. today it was about productivity because okay. I had all these meetings and calls and I was like it's, you know you got to ch- shift your perspective you know it's mm-hmm. all about shifting your your perception um that it's not uh things aren't happening to you they're happening for you yeah. so I meditate and then I um, write out my gratitudes. I write out 10 gratitudes, things I'm grateful for. And I write out why I'm grateful for them. You know, like what, what's the meaning behind it? And after I've written all 10 out, I read them all back. And after each line, I, I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, or I say thank you as many times until I just 
it feels good. The more you say thank you, it's kind of like ohm chanting or something. The more you do it, the more you're like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then, um, and then I write my affirmation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do all that before I open my email. I look at Facebook. I, um, let any other voice get in there. I like realign or if I need to realign, but usually I do. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, with what my mission is and who I am and, and, and remember, I had a, a lot of little breakthroughs come through, you know, like today it was, you know, things aren't happening at me. They're happening for me to lead me to my, my divine purpose, you know, the greater good to connect me to a higher source yeah. to go home. So that's really powerful. I, I think I wake up with the intention, but it's not quite a routine <laughs> for me, but I will say that on the mornings that I, um, I do calm myself and have a set intention for the day revolutionizes the way the day unfolds, but it's those days when I step out of bed and just immediately start reacting left and right are the days that um, quickly turn sideways for the most part. <laughs> yeah. But that is, that's a really um, powerful way to start the day. And I'm sure that helps you to know with your mission with the choir that, that you are doing the right thing every day. And I'm, I'm curious to know now what, um, what the aftermath has been for the members of the choir, because I'm sure they're, you know, experiencing this like excitement and euphoria of everything that's happened. Um, but then on the other side, they've got to be severely impacted by this pandemic that we're in. So how would you describe what they're going through? Um, and I'll throw myself into the mix too. I think, mm-hmm. um, people are, you know, you get hit, you get reminded your old habits, you know, like old habits come up, like maybe I want to like nestle down with like, you know, like a steak and mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. I want to overeat a little bit, or maybe some people might want to have a couple extra cocktails or, you know, smoke a little too much or party a little too much or whatever, something to escape or, or, you know, just, Things that don't, mm, things that are just comforts, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, for some of our choir members, I'd say they are, we used to meet every week. We used to meet every week for choir practice and about 125 or more people would gather every Friday with the full band to sing like soul music. So that was like our church, you know, so, you know, it was, it was kind of, I don't want to say easy, but easier to stay focused on, you know, this, this momentum, um, or healing or health and wellness when you had that Friday gathering. Mm -hmm. So now that the Friday gathering in person isn't there and you can't hug people, you can't see each other. It's super frustrating. It's super frustrating for, for me, for us, but I think for choir members too, who, you know, are just like, let's just get together. Let's just sing. Well, it was like, yeah, but we got to be 20 feet apart, Yeah. you know? Yeah, stuff like that. That's just really hard uh, to. But we're navigating and we're working through it. And um, I just can't believe that we had that huge moment. And then like it was like two days later, the lights went out kind of, you know, like we had to Mm -hmm. we couldn't gather any again. So. um, This is the usual times. And my therapist, my therapist says these are impossible times. (laughs) <laughs> and I said that's right and it's okay to say that these are these are impossible times they really are. so it's it's about kindness and uh self self-care and that's being kind to yourself and um you know doing the things that that you know you have to take care of your mind body spirit and that has to be your priority every day yeah so you know I do that morning routine and then I also go do some form of exercise mm-hmm. if I don't do those things in a day I am like in a fetal position, like the world is after me. Why did I do any of this? Like, how do I get off? Where can I escape to? I'm gone. Yeah. You know, so it's funny. It's like, you know, it's, it's so much about your, um, so much about like your uh, balance and your harmony, your, your own harmony within yourself. 
So, so it really is. It really yeah. is. And, and I think that, um, you know, a lot of the conversations that I've had, we've, we've talked so much about how, uh, we try, try, try to manipulate things in our lives and we try to fix and just put, pour so much energy into making things happen the way that we want to make them happen. And, um, you know, inevitably things are just going to happen the way they do. And if, if you can just stay in touch with really what is important, then you're, you know, we're all going to remain intact and, and be okay. And, and I, I know this because considering everything that has happened lately and looking back on your whole life and history, you know, we are still here and we're okay, you know, and, and yeah, you know, I think if we can focus on that, um, it helps. It doesn't make any of this easier though. It really doesn't, but how, um, how is music playing into your routine now? You're not gigging, but you've just put out an album. You know, how does that look for you right now? Well, I actually had a, my first concert in like four months um, on Saturday at the Museum of Making Music. They asked if uh, we would come and do like a live performance. And I said, well, I actually just put out this record. We can make a CD release. Can I bring down Josh Nelson and uh, Anthony Wilson, who were on the record, who were Josh Nelson played piano with late Natalie Cole and Josh, uh, Anthony Wilson's the guitarist with Diana Krall. Both of these artists play all over the world and are sensational musicians. They're so fun to work with. So, um, uh, yeah, they said yes. And so we had, and my husband, Rob Thorson, was on the gig and we did a concert. And man, I had so many feelings about that. I, um, I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what really like, kind of like, just kind of blew my heart open and, and just like, and wow, like, um, you know, you're performing for like, you know, BJ, like the sound guy and like one other person in the room. Yeah. And the audience, the audience now is online. Mm -hmm. So that's bizarre. That's just so weird. It's like mm -hmm. I'm pouring all my heart and love and soul energy into like a piece of plastic and trying to hope, hoping it gets home. Mm -hmm. And then I just immediately felt <laughs> for all the musicians. Yeah, yeah. My uh, like really good friend in the symphony, you know, like what's, you know, just a shift in, in huge arts organizations and stuff. And it's just such a big piece of us that that we you know we gave we give and it's really um it was like this mix of like gratitude for the for the gig and for the yeah. moment and then this um kind of jarring like this grief this like overwhelming grief for the shift and the change and that you know it could be for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it could be for a while. And, okay. and, and um, so anyway, so yeah, it, it just, it was the first gig I'd done. So it really like overwhelmed me with emotion. Mm -hmm. I bet. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, it was a nice CD release and it was really great. And, yeah. you know, people, people have been buying the album and um, for some reason we're having a hard time getting it distributed on like all the platforms via CD baby, but it's coming through. It's all happening soon. So it's mm -hmm. on my website. And you can stream it on my website, but um, we released it kind of in the middle of the pandemic because I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, let's get this record out because I want. I'm so happy about it. I, I love it. The music is so is so rich. You know, I, I can't believe I got to play with those musicians and make that record, and so I wanted to share it. It's beautiful. I I just I'm so glad that it was available on your website to stream. I was listening to it today, and just it's like. It's like captivating. I'm, I'm listening to it in my office and just, um, you know, trying to do other things while I'm productive and, and listen, but I just kind of found myself like sitting there and just, you know, listening to it. And, um, uh, your one song in particular, um, here's to life. It's just been in my head all day long. Just the lyrics are just so perfect for, for right now. And, um, I just, love it where where did all the songs come from and how did well but 
pre-pandemic, I had a steady at the Westgate Hotel downtown with my mm-hmm. husband and like various pianists that we play with. And uh, at that, on that three hour gig, I got to like really work on like uh, some songs, the repertoire of, of jazz standards and um, kind of classic songs I love that, um, you know, for this, this great listening audience. You know, I think it's one of the great music venues in San Diego that's known for like a little intimate, you know, vibe. Uh, so Rob actually, I was really sick. You know, I had like um, pneumonia and, and yeah. bronchitis for yeah. like six months, over six months. So I was on and off bed rest in and out of the hospital. So um, <laughs> Rob, we had scheduled the, the recording session and we had to cancel once because I was so sick. So we, we pushed it to like October last year. And then I was sick. I was still sick. And mm-hmm. so I felt terrible and, and just like, I mean, that's that's another example of pushing yourself too hard not taking care of yourself or putting your health first so I'm like you know there's all this guilt (laughs) when you're that when you've like gotten yourself to that point so I'm like working through all this kind of guilt for myself and then and then oh my god we're gonna have to reschedule and we decided no like I'm gonna push through it's gonna be great and I got there and Josh Nelson was so cool he was like you know like don't worry about it we'll just get all the tracks and you can redo your vocals later and I just felt like a big rush, like a big relax, you know, just a big deep breath. And I was like, okay, this is cool. They know it's a scratch vocal. But because I was so relaxed, I ended up keeping all of the vocals from that wow. session, except except like one and a half. I, I, had to, I didn't really know one of the songs and the other one I needed to redo. But like, and that Here's to Life, I'm actually like choked up in that song because yeah. I'm so emotional lately. Are you emotional? I'm yeah. so emotional. <laughs> I'll probably start crying at some point too. So. <laughs> um, I, um, man, uh, here's, I think, I think, uh, okay, I'll be 40 this year and I've been playing music for like 20 years and that's a journey and I write songs, I write music. Um, I started gigging like early on and I, I just wanted to be on stage. I just wanted to be singing and went on this journey that led to like really getting into jazz and wanting to learn like, you know, um, like how to perform and work together in a jazz group. And, and I met Rob and we fell in love and, you know, all this, you know, this whole other journey happened. And then, <clears throat> and I start the choir. So then my whole, I, I pressed pause on my music career mm-hmm. because all these people were showing up for, for choir and we started a nonprofit and I just put all my energy into that. And so, the recording session was like, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't dead from bronchitis or pneumonia, which I thought I was never going to get over that. It felt horrible. Yeah. Um, I had the time to go do it. Like my, or, the organization had grown to a place where I could go and like do my music again. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting to play with these incredible players. Like, you know, where you're like, wow, like mm-hmm. I joked, I felt like Frank Sinatra, like one butt cheek on a stool, like with like a glass of whiskey, like in the <laughs> studio, like looking at everybody. And I was like, is this really like, you know, my life? I really get to do this. But yeah. Rob really felt like we needed to record the music. And um, he, he set up the session and made sure it happened. And uh, uh, we record, we did that record over two days. And it was just like, you know, those guys play a song once or twice or three times maybe. And it's like done. But as a vocalist, <clears throat> you know, I didn't know that like I had grown as a singer where I was also getting takes in one or two or three takes, you know, mm-hmm. like I got what I needed to, to, to give. So that was because when I listen back to the record, I'm like, like just hear a lot of growth. I just hear like maturity, you know, like I wasn't thinking about runs or thinking about what to, uh, I wasn't thinking about it, what to do. I was just like really singing the songs and the songs that I picked are like, you know, like here's to life is, um, uh, the lyrics are like, no complaints, no regrets. I still believe in chasing dreams and placing bets. Mm-hmm. Though I have learned that all you give is all you get, so give it all you got. And that I've had my share and I drank my fill. I'm like, oh my God, that's like all me. It's like, so me. And, but, but now 20 years in, you know, to singing and performing and gigging and almost I'm being on my deathbed, you know, and um, having this beauty from the choir having this beautiful marriage, I just 
feel like I've experienced so much loss and so much joy. You know, that's what like life is. You just keep going, keep going. And then you find all these other reasons to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so, so all those songs are like the musical versions of my reasons for going. <laughs> and yeah. so it's, it's like when I listen to it, I mean, I, I just, I'm super moved. I'm super stoked. It's just yeah. So grateful. It's, it's beautiful. I think that all comes through in it too. I, I absolutely love it. And anybody listening, definitely, um, as you said, it's going to be up on the streaming distribution platforms, but just go to, um, it's stephjohnson.com, right? Yeah. Steph Johnson band, stephjohnsonband.com. Okay. Yeah, but if you remember Steph there. Johnson, you can Google Steph Johnson and find it, but the album's called so in love. Yeah. It's amazing. So in love. Thank you so I, much. Yeah. I remember, um, your ordeal with getting sick and it seemed like it lasted forever. And any singer, every singer feels the same way that when you don't have your voice intact, it's like missing a limb, you know, it's so just utterly frustrating. Um, how, how did you get through all of that? How were you caring for yourself? And what was that like? You know, um, <clears throat> I'm still actually dealing with um, like a sinus infection, sinus, mm-hmm. sinus issues. So um, bronchitis, pneumonia, sinus issues, sinus infections, that stuff can go a year. That stuff can last you like a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, some people were like, did you get COVID already? Because I was like so sick. I'm like, I don't know, whatever I had, but it was <clears throat> yeah. pretty heavy. Um, I was... Uh, we can be honest on your program here, right, Danielle? Definitely. Can be okay, great. Um, I was coping with my stress with a lot of alcohol and a lot of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sleeping. And I was, you know, putting everything ahead of me, my own health. So <clears throat> the first thing, the first thing I did was I just quit drinking again. I had not had any alcohol for like nine years. And then I was like, we were on our honeymoon in France. And I was like, you know, these wineries look so nice. I'm going to try some of this. And, um, and you know, I, I kind of like do everything big, you know? Yeah. I like do it all. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, we're doing shots. Yes. You know? So my husband, who's like totally sober and totally like a vegan vegetarian, you know, he was like, oh my God, like what's happening? I don't know this side of you. And I was, so, so I was, I was, um, not coping in the you know I wasn't using I wasn't using the tools that like um I knew were good for me and mm-hmm. um so I, I quit drinking I had this epiphany um I quit smoking of course quit smoking marijuana um and then I just was like I just prayed and was just like you know to whatever anybody believes you know just to the greatest to the to the divine and to to the home base. I was like, okay, I've messed up. (laughs) I've totally messed up. I won't do it again. I will never do this again. All I could dream about was my health. So um, I have gone back to, you know, um, I mean, I eat really clean. Um, I eat sugar sometimes, and of course, and bread and stuff. But I, when I'm really, really, really cleaning up everything, it's like a super clean diet. I do eat protein. I love the Lucadia Farmer's Market, the Instantaneous Farmer's Market, the bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I um, actually use a lot of this, um, these products by uh, Raw Revelations. This is going to be like um, inverted. It's going to be reversed. Okay. But Raw okay. Revelations, they, um, they sell a bunch of really great stuff. Um, and I, I use a lot of the supplements. And um, m- uh, my host community defense that, um, have you seen those mushroom like their capsules. Um, I'm going to find a bottle and show you because okay. this stuff is the bomb. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and the meditation and the prayer and the exercise in the morning, mm-hmm. lots of water and, um, and just doing those things on repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you got to like, you got to do, you got to make that the new habit. Right. And so, right. so, so that, that helped me get back. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I, I've always found too, that in those times when I've been so sick, the, the truest remedy for me has always been just resting, 
resting, you know, my voice yeah. and, and, you know, getting good sleep. And it's just, it's one of the things that I push against so hard all the time, but you know, it really and does I, help. I think people, um, and maybe gig, gigging, you know, musicians, singers, people just in general, but, uh, you'll push yourself because you got to go m- make that next, you know, go do that at a gig and you're going to let the team down and you just want to keep going. But when you hit a, a wall, when you, when, when, if you've experienced a health crisis where you, you are not getting better and you're, um, a friend of mine, she's really, really cool. Margo, um, Margo Rose, uh, Margo helps people who have trauma and heal their bodies. And she's written some books. She's really cool. But she was talking, she described it as like, uh, green light, yellow light, red light. <laughs> she's like, you know, green light health is great. Boom, boom, boom. I got it. I'm doing it. And I'm rocking. Yellow is like, uh, I got to be a little careful. Like I'm not quite a hundred percent. Maybe I'm going to lay down right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. take it easy. Red is like, everything has to be, you're in crisis. Everything has to be wiped off your, you know, your plate. Like you can't do anything else. So I kept, I was in the red and then I would get a little into the yellow and I'd be like, cool, let's keep mm-hmm. rocking. And it would push me back to the red. So, um, the greatest the lesson, you know, I learned from all that was to really listen to my body. Yeah. And I can tell, <clears throat> I was really lucky. I just got to go on vacation to the Catalina Islands. Yes. And um, one of the days we woke up and I was like, Ooh, like I could just feel kind of like a sinus kind of pressure thing. Uh-huh. So then I chill, yeah. you know? So it's, it's like all about being in tune with your body mm-hmm. and giving it what it needs. We heal ourselves, you know, yeah. we know what our, what ourselves needs spiritually and health-wise, physically. Yeah. Um, I saw your blog post that you had written about your vacation. And you talked a lot about um, swimming and being in the water and your your mermaid yeah. identification. And <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is swimming still a big part of your routine yeah. or your exercise? Yeah. Yeah, I love um, open water swimming is really bomb. Wow. Um, I got really into like swimming at the cove. Um, I, when I started the choir, I had to pull myself out of the water. I said that in the blog, but, uh, at Catalina, we got back in the water and I was swimming. And, um, right before that, I was on a trip in Eden, Utah, and, um, we were swimming in these lakes there and it was like mountain water. It was so amazing. And we were like all on paddle boards and rafts. My friend had this big 10 person blow up raft and somehow I was in charge of like (laughs) paddling like five five people on the raft but um I got on the water put on these fins and I can just swim forever mm-hmm. and I love too that it's like you know a pool normally it's got like those little plastic rings and the, and it's the dividers and then you hit a wall and then you got to flip there's none of that there's no end you know it's just it's just free and and how beautiful it is underwater is like something else too mm-hmm. it's, it's super tranquil and I love that yeah I need a vacation that makes me feel <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go somewhere. Yeah, this is, this has been so hard. My kids, you know, they, they're, they're really, oh. um, they're, they've been great. They've been so great, but you know, they're children and they, they want to be doing all the time. And, you know, we want to give that to them so bad, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's obvious, uh, issues with that. So I'm just, I, I can't wait until we can make some of those little dreams come true and, and for ourselves as, as well, but Catalina is cool because it's like pretty cheap on the boat to get across and then it's like you know an Airbnb Mm -hmm. we stayed at Airbnb that would have slept you and all your kids yeah and it was like 250 (laughs) it's amazing there I love it oh I never been yeah look at I even got I got myself a a golf cart to remind (laughs) myself that (laughs) (laughs) that I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going back as frequently as possible yeah. I love that pace of life there because, you know, everybody's just uh, driving around in their little carts and there's not I too know. far that you can go. You can just get to your, you know, your restaurants and your little market. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. It just sounds pretty ideal to me. <laughs> well, we paddled. I've gotten really into paddle boarding and <clears throat> in San Diego, I have like, I bought a, like a racing board, which is like a little bit, um, it's not like a cruiser, like, like some boards are just like, you know, you can just cruise and you don't have to worry about it too much, but a racing board, you have to like really use your knees a little bit and balance a little more. 
And so um, we paddled um, all the way around like miles this way around the island. And then I'm, I paddled some more miles this way the next day around the island. And it, um, yeah, I don't know what it is about that. I just, I just love it. It's just the funnest. I, I trained, uh, got a training session with this woman who races and it's really all about like pulling your body, like using mm-hmm. your core, it's not so much your arms and, and stability and how peaceful it is on the water. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, you know, beach my board and then I put on my cap and goggles and swim around. And Rob is really into like the outdoors. So he's a yeah. perfect partner for all that. He's actually getting ready for like a week long bike trip. He's going up to Oregon and he's going to bike mm-hmm. around for a, a week. Very nice. Okay, babe. <laughs> He's trying to talk to me. I'm like doing an interview. I'm just because I referenced you doesn't mean I'm just kidding. <laughs> so well, that. my daughter just walked into the room and walked to get herself a piece of paper that she had to have right now. <laughs> Left the room. My favorite was like you were like this. You were starting and you were like this. Uh, uh, <laughs> like like having like a side like. Uh. Yeah. It's like the On top of it, they're completely naked too. They're like this this whole time. They they like. <laughs> repel clothing and so <laughs> and that's Natural. hard with as many zoom calls as we're on right now I have to face a certain way in my office so that <laughs> there that's aren't so any funny. incidents that come up <laughs> that's so funny yeah that's oh so gosh. good that's so cute how old are your kids I have a um six and seven six and seven yeah so they're um they're both girls right both girls, girls? uh one is going into first grade one's going into second grade and um we've just come to the acceptance that we'll be homeschooling them this year which is something that I never would have done I I've always been someone who knew um that was not my calling that was not that wasn't the gift that I could give my kids and and I definitely sealed that when we when they had to come home at the end of the school year so you know we have arrangements for them now that I think are going to work really, really great. But there are just so, so many of those things in our lives right now that um, just, oh my God, if we had, if we had seen this, you know, six months ago, you just, you, you would never have believed it. Um, I know. I'm, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. <clears throat> we talked kind of at the beginning about how, um, things are just uncertain. You know, it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to plan for anything right now because right. we just, we just don't know what it's going to be like, especially, you know, when it comes to, um, live gigs. And so for me, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about a lot is, um, you know, how, how will I, how will I continue to earn a living and what are my options and channels for doing that? And, um, you know, what, what areas could I potentially, um, explore? And, you know, I've set up a home studio, I'm, I'm doing all the things then at the same time, you know, we're getting calls about gigs still, um, some of which seem a little sketchy, you know, where, where we think like, gosh, that doesn't seem like it aligns with doing the right thing to, you know, get like, back like they, like they want you to, to perform too close to each other yeah. or yeah. Right. right. Exactly. It, and, and it's, it's really, really hard to even like consider that because here you have this, this big band that needs to work. Um, but at the same time, obviously our, our health and the well-being of everyone in the band and everyone around us is, you know, trumps all of that, of course. Um, so, you know, we've got things like that to deal with. And then I know that, you know, tons of singers and uh, bands are being called to called back to play um, the casinos and everything. And that's, you know, there's a lot that goes with that. What, what do you think? Where, where do you... What principles do you have in place that say like, I will do this, I won't do this. And because the future's so uncertain, I'm kind of planning for this. Um, I think it's like a gut feeling that every, you're gonna have. And I trust my gut, you know? Uh, Today, in fact, before we got on a bunch of phone calls, I was talking with my manager and my like artistic 
you know, director assistant. And I was like, you know, this ain't gonna work. And they were all like, totally like, just let go. Like what, you know, because safety and, and health is super important. It's important for you, your children, your family. Um, so I did that gig um, at the Museum of Making Music and they were super careful. Yeah. They, you know, um, it was all social distanced. Um, you know, <laughs> the guitarist and the, p the pianist kept masks on because I was singing. And even though I was like, you know, maybe 10 feet from them, still I'm like under that 20, I'm facing this way, yeah. but they're, and they're behind me. But they, I looked over, they had their masks on and I was like, okay. I was like, this is so funny. Um, it, it, uh, I think it, there's, um, I mean, there, there is unemployment options, you know, for people. Um, there, I think there are some art arts grants or things out there. I think there are funds available. Mm -hmm. It's like your job then has to be about researching the money that's available to you instead of yeah. like going to get gigs and valuing that, that research time and the investment time in yourself. And, and there's definitely like, you know, nutrition programs, food is being given out of time. Um, you know, uh, community, we give out food, uh, we do distribute food, you know, so there's like, I'm kind of went beyond, you know, I guess the first part of the answer is that you just have to accept, yeah. you know, and, and be, um, if, if you get that impulse, like this doesn't feel right, that you trust your decision mm -hmm. and not make the decision to do it because of money is yeah. what I, I was, I kind of jumped. I was answering what happens after, if you feel the money constraints and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think I've seen uh, some people cruise around um, like a duo in like a back of like a like a, a pickup truck with like a killer yeah. speaker and play in Coronado. I swear to you, it was like we were on a hike, we were walking and I was like, what is that noise? And Rob was like, it sounds like live music. And we came around the corner and all these people from all these houses were like just coming out of their houses drawn to the sound. I think that there's workarounds like that, that people yeah. could go and do, you know, like, I mean, it sounds funny, but it was so cool. It was so cool. And they went, they went and parked at like a house. They were there one, one spot. They had like a little Venmo sign, or I think the people hired them to actually come play. And then they cruised around Coronado were playing. Um, I think, uh, of course, teaching online, um, selling music online, <clears throat> recording. I think right now is about being creative. Yeah. You know, if you can, you know, just learn more of your instrument, get back into practicing more. Um, <clears throat> I've written a few songs while in quarantine, which has been really cool because I never had time to do that before. Yeah. So, um, and of course I'm, I'm, you know, have the workload of, you know, running the organization. So, I think being an artist is really, really hard. Being a singer and a musician is super, super hard. There's like, there's like fame. <laughs> there's like super established famous, right? Then there's like, I feel like singers like, like you that work super hard and get like nice gigs because you guys put on like a killer show and like can fit into anything and work all the time, right? There's like that, that world of like, kind of like busy corporate world. There's like, a bunch of artists, a level of artists that can tour the nation and are relatively unknown, but are maybe, you know, squeaking by. And, and then all the like coming ups and the open mics and the, um, you know, putting out a record here or there, having a day job, whatever. I think, um, I think it's wise to have two jobs. Yeah. They can both be music, but one job that is like your, is, 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 um, your creative outlet, your music, your singing, your band and all that. But then if you can have another creative but artistic music job that gives you like, um, you know, not just a regular paycheck, but like helps you fucking take care of your taxes. Like, yeah. like you don't got to get like screwed over your taxes every year, you know, like they, there's a lot they don't tell you when you're like in, employed for yourself how much that costs. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> just having a job to offset, like having a business, you know, but, but it can all be in harmony. It can be, 
you know, you create something. Like I, I co-created this, this thing that meant something so much to me. And, um, you know, things will be hot. They'll burn hot. Like your gig in life will be hot. And then that kind of subdues. And then you've got this other nugget that you've been feeding. And I just think it's like super important that, that singers, um, musicians, you know, a lot of musicians have like a teaching job at like a college and then they work at night or they have other. So I, I just, I think it's good to have both. And I, and I used to think, Oh no, you know, you got to just be doing the art and the music. And because I had that mentality though, I did like really learn how to like, you know, you know, support myself, play an instrument gig, whatever. But I kind of want to own a home and I, you know, kind of want to maybe have a second home in Catalina. So, you know, like you gotta like, <laughs> you gotta have some, like some, some, um, things that, that, that can grow and, um, and always be working for you. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I, I think that that's going to be one of the big keys to all of this is um, just like you said, is not having all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And also um, really looking outside of what you'd ordinarily been doing because you just literally named like three or four different, uh, not classes of musicians, but types of musicians, type of different well, and there's many, musicians. There's many, there's many others, I'm sure. But, yeah, many, but, many others. Yeah. And um, I think we get into that mindset where we think what we're doing is the only way that you can, you know, make a living doing something. But the reality is, you know, yeah. there's so, so many avenues. And, and in all of this, I'm seeing things like left and right that blow my mind that I think like, how did I not know that that was a possibility um, before? So I think, you know, for, for the people that are, you know, really, really struggling with all of this now, I think just, I'm a list maker. So, you know, I sit down and I just kind of list out what, what are some possibilities, no matter how like, insane or stupid yeah. they might sound um and just you know consider them and start you know yeah. running down the list of possibilities i mean well use uh, the time use the time like i mean um if you're a self-employed artist a musician a gigging musician there's always stuff you could be working on you know yeah. whether it's like improving your website um, improving like your, your social pages, making them work for you, monetizing them, um, reaching out to radio, reaching out to like blogs, like, um, you know, um, networking and doing, doing all those things that you don't really have the time to do when you're gigging, Yeah. you know, yeah, there's definitely. building your whole, building the whole back, back house stuff that needs, that needs your attention. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if you use the benefits that are out there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and demand them, you know, go out there and go get them because you deserve it. You know, you're in a, you are a, a, a working member of society that needs, needs support right now. Yeah. Then use the time to like invest in yourself and, and exercise and, you know, yeah. Yes. Take care of your vocals and, you know, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and as far as like the benefits go, I think it's, it's, it can be such a frustrating process, you know, with all the paperwork and all the things that are asked for yeah. all the financial statements and records and numbers. I mean, it's, it's annoying and it's, it's, it's a rough process, but if you can just sit down and just get through it, there really are a lot of things that, that can help. And, and if it's not something that you feel like comfortable or really confident doing, just ask around, you know, ask for the help. Don't, don't let, these benefits that are available slip away from you and yeah. you in you know in turn you know have to suffer without them you know yeah um i wanted to know do you record it much from home do you have a setup or you know we i just got um is it here where is it oh it's right here we just got um we just got sponsored by this company called universal audio have you heard of this company yes Yes. Look at this cool little freaking guy. So I, like I said, I'm not a tech person at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, um, this is super duper easy and it's like a two channel thing. 
It's Arrow. It's the name of this guy. Mm-hmm. And it um, comes with like a whole um, a bunch of plugins. So like a whole recording, like the software, it comes free with it. Mm-hmm. So um, technically it's supposed to be like, you know, like studio quality, like good sounding, like plugins and all that. I have not had a chance to even play with it yet because I had to get a new laptop to go with it. You know, laptops and all the different plugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell, you know? Right. So, but anyway, so now I have all the new plugs and um, I'm really excited to play with this so that I can record at home. But um, we have this fabulous engineer we use in San Diego who's really, really, um, you know, supportive of the arts and and affordable and, um, you know, we love working with him, Chris Hobson. So um, I tend to like record on my phone like my ideas mm-hmm. and then I send them to the producer or the other musicians and then we discuss it and then we come up with a chart usually Rob helps me write the chart and then um and then yeah then we go in and we just play it yeah yeah but but I would like to you know learn <laughs> during this well, time because that's an area of weakness for me is to to be able to record at home yeah I I completely relate to that because <laughs> I've, I've had the equipment forever and I've been saying like, I'm going to set this up at some point, but I've just, you know, I've always felt like I'm just going to leave these other things up to the people who actually know what they're doing. And, you know, I'll stay in my lane and show up and sing, you know, and, and let everybody else be good at what they do. But, you know, <laughs> since I have been home, I've put everything up. I've been educating myself. I'm part of an organization too, that just had this big um, virtual conference and they're talking about the latest um, platforms that are available now uh, for collaborating musically online, which has obviously been kind of impossible to do up until this point um, because of the latency issues. But those issues have been solved with, with these platforms that are available now and i witnessed with my own eyes ensembles playing together piano vocalist duos playing together in separate wow. locations they're doing choir work with this stuff can you say the names of these these pop- uh yes um oh man oh my gosh jack is in the word okay i'll think of it <laughs> And then I will (laughs) put the names of the products in in the comments and I'll personally let you know too. But it's just to say that like, uh, I mean, I I think so, so many people feel the same way we do where it's like, uh, you know, I just, that isn't really what I do. And, and, but but, that's what it's about right now. It's like, yeah, I've been surprised. I've been pleasantly surprised with how um, easy it is. And I really feel like, that's kind of what my number one piece of advice is, you know, for, um, you know, singers that are already in the business is, is really working on getting your home situation set up because there are going to be a lot of opportunities that, um, come up that you can, you know, work for sure. And, and, you know, new singers that are getting into the business too. Um, it's a great place to start. I put a video together that kind of documented how I put my home studio up. So if you'd, you know, anyone who doesn't have any idea what they're doing, um, you can get it at awesomevocals.com. It's just a free video and you can see how I set up my recording studio if you need the help. Um, but I think it's a good place to start. I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. I'm, I've been thinking about, um, doing a Facebook live that talks about those technologies that I just mentioned, because, um, I think everybody needs to know about this. I mean, if you could get your choir members, at least in a rehearsal situation, yeah. working in, you know, in sync. No, that's why all- I asked for the name. As soon as you said that, because yeah. everyone that we've tried has not really been like user-friendly or yeah, what it, what it promised. Yeah. So it would be cool to find something like that because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll get the information to you and I'll, I'll get it out <laughs> to, to others as well. Um, and I'll, I'll need, again, my tech, my tech uh, abilities are low. So I'll, then I'll, it's like someone shares something new with me and I'm like, great. 
can you tell um, that person on my staff like how to do that? And then they'll just set it up on my computer and then we'll just yeah. do it. Or they'll just like run it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take time and practice and discipline. And, you know, yeah. like, I mean, for anybody setting up a studio or learning new software, learning new, new mm -hmm. things, be patient. You know, I think that's like the big lesson is to, or, or word of advice is to be patient yeah. with yourself. And I think it's good to just be resourceful too. Like you are being where you say, where you've got a person who does that, you know, and I, I just wouldn't, I'm just suggesting don't let these things become a hurdle for you. You know, it, either learn to do it yourself or reach out. There's so many people I'm, you know, if you're in the music community here or anywhere, really, you know, people want to help. They want to, um, yeah, they do. Know, they want to lift up people around them and people love showing you what they know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they really do. You have a very friendly music community. We really do. Yeah, it's so supportive. We're very, very lucky. I'm like, um, you look so cute. I just want to say you look so cute. I went like paddleboarding today, and I was like in the water, and I was on all these calls, and then I was like, got on this call, and I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't really I didn't <laughs> blot my oils. I didn't like get ready for this at all. But I think that's okay. I'm, I'm being myself. Yeah. Well, you look amazing. And I got to tell you, when I was um, looking to find a, a, the promo photo to use of you, I literally like could not decide for like a full day because I'd go back and they all like, they're all amazing. And just, <laughs> you're so incredibly photogenic and just, you're gorgeous, Steph, you're gorgeous inside and out. And I so appreciate that you've done this. And I know it's going to really um, inspire a lot of people to hear from you. And um, before we go, um, can you tell everyone where they can find you and also what what we can potentially do to um, support the choir during this time? Sure. Um, I am on all the social medias uh, as Steph Johnson Band, Steph, S-T-P-H, like P-H, like fat, like for the 90s, fat, P-H. <laughs> decide who determined that I don't remember um and so my website is stephjohnsonband.com I've been putting up a bunch of blogs um and sharing different things there um a lot of the press that we're doing um like interviews with Terry Crews or you know uh Kelly Clarkson or like little clips to stuff is, is on there so that's kind of cool and then um You know, that's always a question that people ask, like, how can we support the choir? What can we do? Um, and it feels uh, not hard to ask during this time, but I think people are finding themselves in situations where they're realizing that homelessness could happen to like anybody, right? Like homelessness could be a, a situation that you find yourself in unbeknownst, like you had no idea that was coming because yeah. shit happens, stuff happens in life. So I think if, if um, people are feeling compassionate towards that issue or they, 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 they're seeing it in a different way, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, knowing the organization and what we do is probably the first step. And uh, what we do is really, really unique and special. Um, we always need, you know, monthly donors you could be like a monthly subscriber for like five bucks a month to whatever value you want to be and that all helps and um we always take clothing donations at the church um we're there um monday through friday 10 to 2 uh it's at 1550 market street um you know if you you know want to if you are moved by the choir at all you can you know send a letter send a note to them and I'll get it to them. You know, yeah. I think uh, staying connected right now is the biggest, most important thing. And um, knowing that we're not alone and knowing that we have, um, you know, a community around us, you know, yeah. that cares and is watching and seeing us is really, 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 really probably the coolest. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely make sure there's links to everything. So if you um, links to everything, links to it all. <laughs> We're going to link it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so I, I have a dream. Can I tell yeah, you my dream? Yes, yes. So I have this dream to do some music, to write some music. I reached out to Darrell, and I want you to be involved, too. Yes. You guys are so sick of that harmonizing. It sounds so great. And I just have this, like, idea for, for, for like, a batch of music. 
And I told Rob on the trip, I was like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to call them. Let me see if they want to do this. And I said, we'll make, I'm going to make a CD, a DVD, like at least one live show and one, like one, one DVD and one album. But I, I, I really want to work with you guys. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm in for sure. Just you let me know and I'll be there. I'll show oh my up. God. So cool. <laughs> Thank you for so asking. Cool. Yeah. This has been awesome. Again, I can't thank you enough. I know you're super duper busy. Um, so rooting for the choir. I, I was, oh my God, I was just moved to like ugly crying tears when I saw <laughs> the video. It's, it is epic and it's so inspiring and it just like restored my faith in humanity uh, for a good while. And I love it so much. I love everything that you're doing. You're an awesome human being and we're just, we're lucky to have uh, people watching.